Being Black in America comes with its challenges. However, we understand that enlightenment through education is the oppressor's worst fear. By bridging the gap between academia and the people, our purpose is to equip you with knowledge that breaks down barriers during your journey towards truth and freedom. Welcome to the Black and Highly Dangerous Podcast. Yo, yo, Dad, what's going on? What's going on? Happy New Year. Yay, Happy New Year, 2019. 2019, round of applause for 2019. Exciting. <laughs> yes, started off right, started off right, like we talked about last episode. Yeah, you know what, mm, Ty, I don't know if I've started it off right. You know how they say that uh, how you ring in the new year is an indication of like how your year is going to go? I don't mm-hmm. know, because I've been straight chilling. <laughs> like doing absolutely nothing but watching Netflix. Seriously. I ain't gonna lie. I've been doing the same thing. But you know what? We worked hard in 2018. We deserve a little break, you know? Regroup a little bit so that we can keep that momentum into 2019. But I ain't been doing nothing. You know? Yeah, it, it got me a little worried because I'm just like, you know, I am starting to feel like, OK, it maybe it's time to start start back again. But nah, I, I just been watching TV and, mm-hmm. you know, it's been a lot of like interesting things going on in like streaming TV. Over yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we'll, we'll talk about uh, we'll talk about all of that um, yeah. in this episode, since that's what we mostly been doing. So that's what we'll catch y'all up on. <laughs> TV and streaming <laughs> for this episode, uh, which I'm sure would be a lot of fun because there's a lot, there's a lot that's going on with it that has had a lot of great conversations for sure and funny conversations. Yeah, what you been up to besides um, watching TV? Yeah, nothing really. Uh, this past week, chilling, you know, just really spending time with the family. Um, was over my family for Christmas Eve and all that fun stuff, and then uh, the in-laws were in town for this past week, so we're hanging with them. And, you know, just chilling, eating, hanging out, showing them the area. Um, so that's it, you know, and pretty much ignoring all my emails. Um, mm. so, <laughs> I literally been getting emails and just been like, mm, I'll get to that in 2019. <laughs> oh, you know what? Trust me. I know because I've been I'm one of those students that have been sending emails to professors. <laughs> and I'm like, you ain't going to check this until what? January 2nd, January 3rd. Okay. Pretty much. Pretty much. That's how it is. So, yeah, that's exactly my plan. Getting back to everything this week and starting to try to, you know, slowly get back to the role of things and and start to get, getting active again, I guess. But yeah, I sure been enjoying the relaxation. That's for sure. I, I cannot blame you. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So we can uh, get into some old Lord news and then we'll get into some other things, but we can start there. Yeah, I got a couple of stories for you. All right. Hello and welcome to BHD News, where we give you the most current and eye opening old Lord news of the week. Join us as we present news that will make you want to say. Okay, so I'm pretty sure you heard about this one. And this kind of bothers me, especially because I travel a lot. Um, So a guy went to a Travis Scott concert in Portland, Oregon. Um, After the concert, he went to the hotel lobby, just chilling and returning a phone call to his mom. Well, he was approached by hotel security, you know, asking, you know, 
are you staying here? You know, what's your room number? The guy said he actually had his hotel room key um, in his hand. You know, he made it clear that he was staying there and like, stop talking to me because I'm having a phone conversation. Like, okay, we, we, you know, figured this out. I, I stay here. Well, um, it escalated quickly because security and hotel management decided to call the police on him for trespassing. Wow. <laughs> Despite the fact that he was an actual guest at the hotel and the police actually came there, escorted him to his room, made him pack his belongings and leave the hotel. What? Yes. Now, mind you, this man wasn't doing anything but sitting alone in the hotel lobby on the phone with My his room goodness. key. Yo, that's insane. First off, like, can you even legally do that? Like, can you even escort somebody for doing nothing wrong and they are a paying customer to the hotel? I mean, clearly they can. It's up to their discretion to decide who's trespassing. But it's kind of like how he wasn't arrested, like, you know, because he did leave. Um, the police were like, oh, we can drive you to a, another hotel. And he's like, I'm not about to get in the back of a police car like I did something wrong. Like, no, thank <laughs> yeah, you. Roll up to this other hotel. Like, like uh, no, thank you. In the back of the police car. That's crazy. That really just pisses me off. It was the Doubletree, um, which mm. is, you know, a fairly decent hotel. And it's kind of sad. I'm happy that the guy has retained attorneys. You know, now Doubletree wants to apologize, you know, claiming that they fired the two employees. Mm. Sometimes I found out that sometimes businesses say that just to appease the public. But yeah. secretly, these people are still working there. So I don't know if I believe that. I hope he sues because it's, it's so ridiculous what he was put through. Get yeah, money. Oh yeah, no, get that money because get that, money. I don't know what the the legal, you know, I don't know it what it can be legally, but I feel like that you just can't do that. Like I paid my money, <laughs> I answered all your questions, I said I'm staying here, I'm doing nothing wrong, I'm in the lobby, and I'm still told to get out. There has to be some kind of legal ramifications for that because mm -hmm. you paid for that service and you, you didn't you've break paid for the service. And you are allowed to chill in a hotel lobby if you are a guest yes. there. So it's like what against the law, you know, nothing. And I think, you know, I don't know. I don't know if there's, there's not going to be any criminal, but definitely I feel like civil. Oh, um, civil. Yes. They, 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 they get a nice chunk of change for sure. Uh, start that 2019 off right. So he already, like I said, he retained attorneys and, you know, they're already asking the hard questions. First of all, why was, you know, this particular black man, why was he even approached by security in the first place? And once he was and, you know, he presented his room key, why was he further interrogated? You know, beyond that, like what made him a security risk by mm -hmm. just sitting there on the phone? Mm -hmm. as a guest so you know they have some um some 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 answers some you know questions they have to answer so mm -hmm. yeah, we already know the answers too do you have any um i was thinking about this i got I'm, i gotta look into it like have a lawyer or a retainer <clears throat> or just a lawyer ready for you if you ever get any situation like this that's something i always think about i don't but i have uh quite a few friends who are lawyers that i think could point me in the right direction to somebody that they know so I, it's um a few people that i, I feel like I, I could trust to ask for um advice on like who i should go to for a particular okay thing. yeah that's something i gotta look into because i want to be like i just want to be ready because if this situation happens i'll be like all right <laughs> 
Call my lawyer immediately. Let's go. <laughs> Time Let's go. to try and get paid. <laughs> you know what? I do be like, you know, I don't want anything like this to happen to me, but it's just kind of like, Lord, bless me. Bless me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this race is going to happen. I'm going to get paid for it. That's for sure. Somebody going to pay. Reparations. Mm-hmm. How about that? And ain't going to feel bad. Not one, not one bit. Not one bit. Yeah. Okay, I have to tell you about this other story, which is crazy. So, you know, people have been like doing all of these DNA testing uh, kits. Well, Mm -hmm. one guy decided that he wanted to buy his entire family DNA testing kits for Christmas. When he presented, he was a son. He had two sisters and he presented it to like the two sisters um, and his mom and dad. And so when he presented it to them, you know, as a surprise, like, hey, got these DNA testing kids. Let's figure out where we're from. His mom started panicking. And was oh like, she was like, uh-uh, no, like we shouldn't take the test because of chemicals, like it's a bad thing. You know, <laughs> tried to convince uh, only one of them, like, oh, let, let's only one person take the test to figure out where we're from. Oh my God. Yes, yes. How <laughs> to figure out his oldest sister has a different dad. Oh my God. <laughs> Okay, plot twist, plot twist. This does actually have a happy ending because come to find out, um, when the mom was pregnant with the oldest sister, um, shortly after the sister's birth, uh, the biological father passed away. And um, the other sibling's dad stepped up to the plate um, and raised, you know, the the oldest daughter as his own. So the, the dad did know. Okay. The children just didn't know. Oh, but Oh my god, that is like that's crazy because just the way you describe. I know the mom was just probably freaking out in her mind, like, "Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god." That's what the guy said. That like she was just panicking, like, "Let's not take it. Let's not take it." You know, red flag. But I'm happy it had a happy ending. Yeah, at least it wasn't like nobody knew. Like the dad ain't all. That would have been a terrible Christmas present. But that just goes to show y'all, y'all better be careful because y'all going into Pandora's box, y'all going down these rabbit holes and you might not know what you, you know, you might figure out with these Mm -hmm. DNA testing kits. So like, Mm -hmm. because I've actually heard of other stories where people, you know, have found siblings that they never knew they had because it's kind of like once you do like the ancestry thing you can go into the website and you can find like relatives um and there are people who have found out like their that their father like fathered other children you know outside of the the marriage and uh DNA testing has also been used to uh, like solve crimes. Mm -hmm. Uh, You might not know this, but like when you do those DNA tests, you give you give them permission for a lot of things that you probably you're not reading a fine print. But there have been people who have been like found, you know, related to crimes and convicted because they either found a relative that was like a close enough match or Mm. they found the people. So it's just not like, y'all better be careful out here. Mm, Yeah, just giving up your information. 
Yeah, it's the times we're in now. We got to start thinking about that kind of stuff, you know, because I, I mean, we had talked about it in one episode, but then, yeah, you made that point. Like they putting, be careful, they putting your DNA and testing things and putting it in these banks. I don't want none of that. Mm-hmm. I know where I'm from. I'm black, y'all. I'm black, y'all. <laughs> I'm black and I'm even, black. Um, y'all. Even we got that, uh, Chris and I, we got a free like Echo Dot when we were on vacation or whatever. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't even want to set these things up, man. Cause it just be how they listen to everything and you know, be recording everything. You could just talk to it with like Alexa and all that stuff. I ain't set it up yet. Cause I'm like, uh, I don't, I don't know if I feel fully trusting of this technology yet. Oh no, actually. So I didn't get to talk about it last week, but there was a, um, Oh Lord news story. I, now I can't remember it off the top of my head, but for somehow, um, Cause they actually, they like, I think Google or whoever it is, they keep recordings. And what happened is somehow a family's recordings from their Alexa or whatnot got somehow sent to the wrong person and they Mm. had access to like all of these people things. And when the guy who received the recordings, like shared it with the news, the news, they were able to contact the people who were in the recordings, like based on like some of the things that were being said. So like their identity was, uh, you know, revealed. It it makes sense. Cause the, to like, this is the beginning of that. Like, you know, we see these, sci-fi futuristic movies where they have like the AI and they do everything for you. But in order to make it better, you have to like consistently update it and upgrade it. So you do have to Google whoever creates it. They do have to collect these recordings, right? Mm -hmm. To make sure that Alexa responds properly, understands the differences in linguistics and language. And so all that data is being stored so that they can make the program better. And so that's why I'm like really like worried about like, uh, mm, I don't know if I want any like my data or, or things that I say just be randomly recorded and sent into this database, you know. And what's crazy is, um, so when I read the story, it was actually because they are in try, they are trying to improve the system. That's how this, you know, error happened because, you know, they want to make it as like lifelike as possible. You know, they want, I think, even banter to be able to happen, but it's just kind of like, be careful. Like you're inviting um, corporate corporations into your home, essentially. Mm-hmm. And they can use that information, like even if even if it's for like advertising or whatever it is, like you, when you do these things, you are inviting outsiders into your home. Yeah, yeah, you want to be very careful with that. So yeah, my my Echo Dot is still in the box. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know you gotta use it. I mean, I you know I'm gonna play with it, but I'm be real careful. You know, probably had that joint unplugged a lot of the times, but I'm, I'm gonna see what it's about though. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, this other story, this one came from like earlier December, but I meant to share it because it's so crazy. So uh, the FBI raided a national security agent, uh, security agency employee's home. Uh, This person had been an employee of NSA for 14 years and they raided her home for theft of government property and unauthorized removal and retention of classified materials. Now, that might sound like, you know, that sucks. Oh, my gosh, she was still in classified materials. But this kind of relates back to the be careful, y'all, because do you know what she was stealing? Uh, No. What, what was it? OK, so uh, the employee last name is Wang. She used her top secret security clearance to illegally download an estimated 16 million pictures of a sexual nature. She was stealing um 
they call them dick pics, penis pictures <laughs> off of people's mobile phones and computers. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Yo, that's wild. <laughs> like from your mobile phones and computers. So, you know, I'm, it's a thing. I see it on social media. Mm-hmm. Guys like to send pictures and to pictures, women. All that sexting. Mm-hmm. Y'all better be careful because she has 16 million pictures. Wow. Stolen from people's phones Ooh. and computers. Wow. That's wild. See, see what I'm talking about, man. You got to be careful with everything you put on technology these days. Because it can be accessed by someone and you never know where it's going to end up. Some, Like you said, someone. You think your phone is secure, but there is there is someone out there that that can hack it, that can get into it, that can, I don't know. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Going, and going to leak your, your goodies. <laughs> your goodies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you better wake up. Better wake up. It's 2019. Wake up. <laughs> wake up, y'all. And be careful. Do the extra security codes. Like now, I for my computers, for my phone, like I try to do the um what do you call that like the double security where sometimes you sign in but then you also have to like uh from like another device have to do like a a number code or something like that the dual mm-hmm. login i don't know what it's called but yeah. i i try to do that um because it's, it's crazy out here y'all mm-hmm. it's real crazy so, yeah so secure yourselves <laughs> <laughs> okay this this last oh lord news story is sad and and disturbing so there was a african-american college student who uh suddenly started feeling ill um back in march there was an incident um where he was uh violently vomiting um come to find out his chinese roommate was slowly poisoning him with rat poisoning Yes, the the roommate told authorities um, that he originally bought it um, because he was going to use it on himself if he uh, got bad grades. I don't know how that ended up being. You are slowly putting it in your roommate's um, food and, you know, beverages and other things like that to where, you know, the guy is still suffering the ill effects of the thallium poisoning. That's crazy. That's crazy. Oh my! Why, yo, see, that's why you gotta be careful out here, man. Send, even sending your black child to college, you gotta like listen. Don't be just trusting everybody, especially you know, like that one story with the with the one girl who was putting like her oh period blood or something like that. Yeah, she was putting a toothbrush in her like uh, anal area. Oh my god! And it caused the girl to have like uh, infections in her throat and stuff. Yo, whatever happened? Just going to the RA and just saying you want a new roommate. You know, it's like why people try to like do these nasty things and kill people to 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 get roommates. Oh, like it's crazy, man. As horrible as it was, be like Michelle Obama's roommate. Ask for a new room. If you want to yeah. be racist, if you want to be like disgusting or whatever it is, because you don't want to live with a particular person, just just ask for a new room. Mm-hmm. Don't kill other person to hide to hide your racism. Just. Embrace your racism. You know, you know what I'm <laughs> embrace I it. Embrace this. <laughs> it's fine. You know, if that's who you are, that's who you are. But don't be trying to hurt the other person. Yeah, too much. You're too, too, you're too scared to voice your racism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's wild. Yeah. Well, I'm glad they caught it before. You know what I mean? 
could have been an even sadder story. Yeah. And I, I really hope that he recovers from, you know, that poisoning. I don't know what the long term effects of, you know, that type of poisoning is, but hopefully, you know, he makes a full recovery. Yeah. Hope, yeah hopefully. Mm-mm-mm. Okay. So um, you heard any good or interesting uh, news over the past week or two? Well, most of my timeline has been filled with a lot of, like we said earlier in the episode, streaming and, and films and movies. And so that's what I've been doing a lot of this past week. And so one, I guess we can talk about the big one, which I've been seeing tons of memes about, tons of conversation about, is the movie on Netflix, Bird Box. Did you get a chance to watch it? I did. And it's funny, like you said, all the memes that are coming up now... <laughs> It's so funny. <laughs> These movies are hilarious, man. Uh, people, I've been getting them all. People have been DMing me and tagging me and a bunch of stuff with these Bird Box memes. So for those of you who haven't got a chance to check it out, you know, definitely go check out the movie. What do you think about the movie first? You know, what you think of it? Okay, so I will say that I am a huge fan of like the post-apocalyptic or um, genre, the like end of the world genre. So you know, I was automatically interested in it. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was cool. Like, like I said, I, I'm the type of person, all of my Netflix recommendations are, you know, these type of movies, like mm-hmm. even when they aren't like features. So I've seen a lot of really bad ones, mm-hmm. you know? So I would say that this was a, this was a fairly decent one. And I thought it had like, uh, there, I saw this Facebook post that w- that's being shared and it kind of talked about the lessons that people can learn from it, like walk by faith mm-hmm. and not by sight and things like that. So I felt like it had a really cool message and it, it kept me interested the entire time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yeah, this is um for those of you who haven't watched it, spoiler alert. So I'm going to talk about it freely. So if you haven't watched it, you have to continue listening. Um, but yeah, that's one of the questions I was going to ask you too, is just like, what, what do you think some of the takeaways were? I've seen, yeah, I've seen that stuff kind of walk by faith and other things. Um, and then what do you think about like, I was really trying to understand, I guess the people who could see were people, those were people with mental illness, if I correct. It, it seems that yeah, people with mental illness, yeah, kind of accepted this as kind of like a let, let's look because the guy who came into that was invited in by Olympias behind, she pissed mm-hmm. me off. Yeah. But the guy that was invited in by Olympia, you know, he talked about how like, you know, the loonies had escaped from like, I guess, a, a mental institution. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it seems like maybe people with mental illness, um, were able to embrace the, the change instead of, you know. Yeah, I saw, I think they said, cause they said that like, I think I saw one interpretation saying, that I think the, the idea was that when people would see things, it would be like their worst fears or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I think they said that like these people with mental illness have already consistently lived with their worst fears. So they saw the opposite when they saw the demons or whatever. So that's why they were able to keep their eyes open, um, which was an interpretation. I saw that. Oh, that kind of makes sense. That does make sense. Like if you, if you've been living in your head, if you've been living with those fears, then, you know, you know, what else can you throw at me? When you see it's not going to affect you the same way that people don't have to live with that. That's, that's pretty interesting. Um, I thought it was cool that, um, I don't know. I did not even like expect the ending where, you know, this sanctuary was largely people who 
were blind. Like it, it didn't dawn on me that that might be like yeah. where the sanctuary is. Like, I, I don't know. That was Apparently really cool. I heard the original, I don't know. I think it's based off a book and I seen something they said, I, I don't know how true this is, but they said that in the original ending in the book or whatever, um, was that, that wasn't the, that wasn't the original ending. They said that it was like when they got to that sanctuary, they, they gouged out everybody's eyes or whatever. And they changed it for the film to be like um, Sanctuary for the Blind. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was like, that's that's probably more of a more acceptable ending, make it for the blind. Because we'd be mad doing all that work and you get there and they just take your eyes out. You know? Wow. Yeah. I, I think I appreciate the, the <laughs> ending that they do provide. I also, one takeaway that I got from it is just kind of like, you know, Sandra Bullock's character was so afraid of connection yeah. and to see how that like trauma and to see, to see her like growth over the course of the movie to where like she really, you know, became connected to someone other than her sister. And the, like the love that she ended up having having for a boy and girl. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was like, when she first said boy and girl, I thought she was like joking. And then when he was like, you didn't even give them names. I was like, what? <laughs> and then at the end, I know a lot of people, I saw a lot of me and people were mad when she gave the name Olympia, but she didn't like, you know, give Instead her Instead of that, because what is she, what did Olympia <laughs> Like Cinderella, call yeah, Ella, yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. It's like, everybody was like, you had one job. <laughs> one job, one job. That's so funny. I, um, I get funny, but so you know what? I would say, like I said, I watch a lot of these types of movies and it just pisses me off when people are not smart in these uh, kind of, again, like the apocalypse, ha apocalypse happens and you mm -hmm. aren't thinking about survival. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I do think there's, you know, to a certain extent, if something crazy were to happen, yeah, try to be helpful. But you also have to think Mm -hmm. about the dangers that come. Like if something crazy were to happen, you know, think about the dangers that would have come. Like, did you see that? Did you hear about like the the weird blue light that happened in New York the other? Oh, yeah. yeah. And people were like, oh my God, it's the beginning of Cloverfield, which is another <laughs> crazy Netflix movie. And yeah. it's just kind of like, you know, if that was something crazy, you know, and you can even think about like a 9-11 or something like that. Like we have experienced like these major tra travesties and tragedies. Mm -hmm. You have to think about your survival mm -hmm. and be careful, y'all. Yeah, be careful. I was kind of mad because I would probably be like, yo, I'm staying in that grocery store. <laughs> yes. You know what? That was my first thought. Like, I'm not going back to the house. Like everything <laughs> I need is in the grocery store. Yes. Everything was there. Let's lock this, secure this place up and be good for a while. Yeah. But they was able to survive for like, what, five years? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. that's, that's crazy. I couldn't. Living like that, man. It's wild. Yeah. My thing is, I always say, like, if something crazy were to happen, my first, you know, stop would be like, I would want to go to Walmart and get trapped in a Walmart because you got... You got entertainment, mm -hmm. you got uh, air mattresses, you got, you got food, <laughs> you got weapons, you got everything you need. Lock me in a Walmart. Yeah, pretty much. You'd be good there. Shoot. <laughs> I was, um, I saw one interpretation. Somebody was saying that they thought it had to do with like, because you mentioned like Sandra Bullock and not connecting with anybody, but she was like even disconnected from the world because she would just stay up and paint. Mm -hmm. And they were like saying it had to do with like social media and stuff. 
And I, that's what I thought about in the beginning because you saw they would show a lot of pictures of people like on their phones, especially the one young girl who was like in the hospital or whatever, mm-hmm. just like on her phone. And, and like they said that people who were like really connected to like social media and all that kind of stuff, where like got it quicker or like saw the issues quicker. And those who were not were like one of the last ones to see the things and stuff like that. Yeah, I was kind of wondering that too. That crossed my mind a little bit. I think I think it does make sense. Like it spreads quicker if you're more connected to like social media because you're seeing what's going on and you're probably more curious about it or to get to you. But if you're like disconnected, you're probably just like, you know, just not really paying attention. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But maybe there's a lot of ways I'm sure to interpret. But yeah, it was, it was a good it was a, it was a good Netflix. Did you see the Jordan new Jordan Pill trailer? Oh, my goodness. I saw it. First of all, I like that. Uh, I got five on a remix. That was, oh, yeah. I want to listen to that. But yeah, that was really creepy. Mm-hmm. It was. I'm like, OK, OK, this is a this is a, a black horror film. I'm for it, you know. And that's one of the things I'm curious to see, because he kind of did it and get out like a lot of the responses from the black characters mm-hmm. were responses of how, like, you know, what we say when we watch movies, you know, like, why are you doing it? That's stupid. You know what I'm saying? Don't go there. So I want to <laughs> see if that's going to, like, play out in this movie and to be in a black horror film. Like, will they make reasonable and rational decisions, you know, yeah. <laughs> in yeah. these situations <laughs> instead of just hearing a sound and running straight to it? Um, you know what I thought was funny? They said uh, Umboku stole uh, T'Challa's girlfriend. <laughs> that, is, that is funny when I think about it. I even think about that. Oh, that's funny. Um, but yeah, he. I feel like he is going, he's going to become like the modern day Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah. Of these like kind of twisted uh, horror movies that are not like the typical like demonic or gory but um kind of like more cerebral like Mm -hmm. mentally Mm -hmm. it gets to you yeah yeah that's what he said because he was like he made it clear in the statement he was like okay you know this one is not about race although it is you know the black centered a fan black family is centered is in this horror film that's what he wanted but he said it's more about um because you know you've seen the the picture the 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 trailer that it's like doppelgangers like they look mm-hmm. like and he was like the kind of the theme is like you know how we're our, our own worst enemy mm-hmm. uh, and that's kind of what he's playing off of um and so so it's gonna be interesting i'm ready i'll be ready to watch a lot of people were freaked out by it i'm like all right i like the i like it because i feel like what i'm liking about his movies is that they're like super like original and it's like refreshing you know kind of not like remakes and not like books they're just like you know new fresh movies you know, mm-hmm. black focus. So I kind of like that. And not the typical, you know, black movies either. You know, like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to throw Tyler Perry under the bus, but those kind of <laughs> movies. Yeah. Well, you know my dear dad now. Ain't your dad? I think, I think they said, yeah, I think like the this next one is like the last one or something like that. Something along those lines, I think. Or maybe it's there. I, I remember seeing something like that. I don't remember. Tyler Perry, Tyler, Tyler Perry. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Put himself in that box and can't escape, boy. Well, I need to know if you saw anything else good because I'm probably gonna give myself one or two more days to like binge mm-hmm. watch TV mm-hmm. or or movies. So did you did you see anything else that was kind of well, good? I watched um, uh, what what is it called? The new net the the. 
Black Mirror episode. What is it? Oh, Banderdash. Banderdash. Yeah, I can't remember the name. Banderdash. Um, I watched that because I know there was a lot of hype around that because I don't know if you guys have, you know, probably read books. I don't know. They probably still create many of them. I know I used to read some of them like Goosebump books and stuff like Choose Your Own Ending. So at the bottom of a page, you have decision to make and you return to the next, that page. It says to continue that storyline and that pathway. And so I guess Netflix was experience, uh, experimenting with that with this Black Mirror episode where you actually can interact with the episode and the character will have decisions to make and you can click on one of the two decisions and it would change the path and it would, you know, the film would go in that direction, which was pretty interesting. Um, and, you know, it was kind of weird and quirky in some ways. It's, it takes place in the 80s where this guy, he's a, a video game, not a video game pro, excuse me, a video game programmer. And he's making this video game that's creating these pathways, but he's kind of like living <laughs> in his own game and doesn't know it. And we're controlling his actions. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's weird and it's quirky. If you watch episodes of Black Mirror, it fits that same kind of like strange quirkiness, kind of like Twilight Zone S mm-hmm. thing. Um, but it was it was pretty cool. You know, it wasn't I wasn't mad. I, I enjoyed doing it. it. Keeps you like engaged the whole time because you don't know when a decision is going to pop up. So you got to be ready because you have to make it with a decision within like seven seconds or something like that. So you don't get that much time and um, it goes to different pathways and it's kind of like it's going to probably have a lot of replay value because I'm sure people are going to watch it again to choose different decisions to see what it would be like. So but when I was watching, I'm like, I'm thinking like, wow, this this might be the future. Right. If you like go into a movie. And it has like every you can poll like the the audience and you guys have to make decisions in the movie theater, you know, and it goes a different pathway where people can watch a movie and have different endings or different paths. That's that's pretty cool when you think about it if it goes that way. Yeah. I I started watching it. So like it's it's a movie that you definitely need to be paying attention to. Like sometimes I turn on movies to just have them in the background. Mm-hmm. So I need to rewatch it because I was not at a mental state where I could <laughs> actually like do the uh, make the decision. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you definitely have to be alert for that movie. So I- yeah. I'm going to rewatch it so that I can actually interact with it. Yeah. 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 It was, it was good. It was it was fun. It was fun. Um, you know, the movie wise, it was OK. It was a good movie. You know, it wasn't I mean, Black Mirror, but it was like cool just doing all interacting. I kind of want to see where they take it. So I think, you know, that's the future. And I think it, it'll grow from that, people interacting with it. And that's how most things are moving anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be cool if you can like sit in a movie theater and you're watching a horror film and <laughs> you got to click one or two options and whatever polls the most is the way we go. Oh, that would be cool. I like that poll idea. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You got a, little, like, got a little clicker in the movie theater, decision pops up and we all got to click it. That'd be fun. You better trademark <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs> See, they weren't they weren't there yet, Todd. They, they weren't there. They weren't thinking that big, huh? No, no. You just big. you just came up with a whole new uh, movie theater experience. <laughs> That'd be dope. I need, yeah. I need to look into that. Um, and I think one other thing I watched. Um, I had this movie on cue for a while, and Annihilation. And I didn't watch. I never watched. It's like one of those movies I have, but never kind of watched. But. Uh, recently, President Obama put out former President Barack Obama is still my president, um, put out a list of like his top movies and top music of 2018 and Annihilation was up there. So I was like, oh, all right, let me let me check it out since Obama is one of his favorite movies. And I tell you, it's like a sci fi movie. And when I tell you, I watched that movie and I was so lost. I was like, <laughs> yo, what is and it has a lot of it's a it's a 
movie where it's like a lot of good actresses in it. Um, like, you know, Gina Rodriguez from Jane the Virgin, Tessa mm-hmm. Thompson. Um, what's the main what's the main character's name? Is it Jody? Uh, I don't remember the, uh, the, the big time actress. I cannot remember cannot believe I'm forgetting her name right now. Jodie Foster? I think it's Jodie Foster. Let me check. Um, let me see. I'm gonna be clear on this real quick. Oh, Natalie Portman. I'm about Natalie, it. Natalie okay. Portman. Oh, yeah, that's a pretty big. Yeah, she's um, pretty big. Yeah, so, uh, so yeah, it was a lot of great actresses in it. And, you know, Natalie Portman does really great movies all the time. But I'll tell you, and it's like, so it's like a team of women who go into this, like, thing they call the shimmer to, like, figure out what it is because all the team of men have failed. And I, I was like, wow. I, I started off pretty, like, okay. And then once they got into the shimmer, I'm like, this movie is all over the place. Um, Obama, he, he just might be on another level. Like, <laughs> maybe he could understand. I'm going to try to watch it. But then, so then that's what I did. At the, and I'm like, okay, Natalie Portman's in this and all these other great actresses. And I know they probably looked at the the script and was like, oh, this is a great movie because it's probably like some deeper meaning behind it that I was just completely lost. And so then I, I did look it up. And um, and then I figured out, they found out what the meaning was. I'm like, oh, then everything made complete sense about the movie. But it's one of those things, like, if you don't know what it's about, you know, like what it's, the metaphor is, I guess, what the movie's supposed to be about, then it's like, you're just completely lost. Like, you have no idea. Mm. But then once I, once I got the theme at the end, I'm like, oh, it makes complete sense. Now I get why Obama liked it and why it got, was critically acclaimed and all this other kind of stuff. Is it on Netflix? I think it is on Netflix. I think okay, it is on Netflix. I'm going to watch it. I'm watching. I know they said it came, it came out in the beginning of the year on Netflix. I'm not sure if they removed it. Uh, but it's been out for a while, so so check check it out. And then if you don't if you don't know what it is, keep watch the whole movie. You might be a little lost, but then at the end, if you get the theme, then it's gonna all make sense. And I kind of want to tell y'all the theme ahead of time, so y'all won't be lost like I was the entire movie. But I'm gonna let y'all get the same experience that I had. <laughs> but yeah. check check out check out Annihilation, and then we could we could talk about it if you watch it. Well, maybe we could talk about it next week or something. Like that. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's a lot of, a lot of my, what I've been watching besides other random shows I watch and stuff like that on Netflix. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else that I watched that, that would stand up. But now those are the main things, Bird Box and Black Mirror and all these other things, Annihilation. Yeah. Some of the standouts. It's been so many. It was, it's just a blur. John was working all week and he would come home. I'd be like, oh my God, I'm so tired from like watching movies. He out there, he out there working, and you talk about how tired you are. He coming from work <laughs> for watching movies. The, the hate was real. Let me just like, tell oh, you that. I'm like, oh, you want to switch places? <laughs> so mad, but you know, he off this week. We're actually about to get ready to head to Sedona, Arizona. Oh, nice. Um, do some like retreat type things, resort. Um, I think we're gonna like maybe go hiking. So you know, okay, I don't know. Yeah. Pray, pray for us. I saw this video where like uh, a couple was hiking and they ran into a mountain lion. Now, mm. I'm not judging, but I'm going to say these people walked towards the mountain lion because they wanted to record it. Oh, That's not what we're going to do. Mm-mm. Oh, no. I'm, oh, my. I won't run because I know they probably chase you, but I'm not walking towards it. I'll tell you that. <laughs> and what, what, what was crazy is in the video, they thought they were following it. Next thing they know, they look up 
and a mountain lion kind of looking at them like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you ain't following no mountain lion. And you look kind of delicious a little bit. <laughs> and they slowly backed away because that lion was like, y'all, y- you going to try me? You going to try me right now? So, yeah. And I'll just mm-hmm. say they were not black. I won't say the reason for but they were not black. <laughs> Did they live? I'm sure they lived. They lived. Tell the story. Yeah. Yeah, that mountain lion probably since they had no seasoning. <laughs> Seasonless flesh. Yeah. <laughs> well, I will. I will say that you know I'm gonna try to use that as a way to just be completely disconnected from social media. Mm. You know, to to refresh, to regroup, disconnect. Yeah. No, that'd be good. That'd be good. Sometimes I think that's good for our mental state to just not know what's going on for once. And you know, think about it. At least our generation. Is you know of course our parents' generation, but like I always talk about, our generation is unique because we we had that time period where mm-hmm. there was no connection. Most of our childhood was that, which mm-hmm. is pretty cool. And then when we got to later teenage life or early adulthood, is when we got exposure to all this stuff. So we kind of we have a good majority of our life knowing what it's like to not be connected mm-hmm. versus like you know this next generation where this is all they know. Um, so I think it's a little easier for us, but it's, sometimes it's just refreshing for me just to be able to do that. Be like, hey, there was a time in my life where I wasn't connected and it was fun. It was great. Because yeah. <laughs> I mean, even when you even think about like the early cell phones that came out, it was Nokia. Oh like we weren't <laughs> even completely connected like the way we were now. So I remember getting my first cell phone. I was like 14. It was like 2000. And, you know, I didn't get my first smartphone until like 2010, like just before I came to Purdue, because I, mm-hmm. I was just like, I was like, why? What's the point of a smartphone? Like, why do I need it? Uh, So it's kind of like I've only had a smartphone for like eight years and I'm like about to be 33. So (laughs) you get what I'm saying? So like I do know what life is like without it. And Mm -hmm. oh, have you noticed? Do you have an iPhone? Mm -hmm. Every week I get this report about my screen time. Oh, they've been doing that. I didn't update my phone, but I knew it's a new update. They've been doing that. Mm-hmm. And it kind of helps you keep track of like how much time you are spending looking at the screen. Mm, that's good. Yeah, that's good. I want to start. I might do that. I don't. And the thing about me, I'm out on my phone a lot. I have my phone down, keep it away. You know, it's not like on me all the time. Um, and I used to be good with like not even keeping it in the bedroom. Like when I before I go to bed and stuff, like just keeping it in a completely separate room. Mainly because when the alarm goes off, I have to get up. To turn to turn off <laughs> instead of just hitting that snooze button, I have to get all the way up out the room, out the bed, and by that point, I'm like, all right. Oh, that's um, so smart because I yeah. will snooze like five times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If I put that joint in the room next to mine, going off like crazy, and you gotta get up, especially with that Apple alarm clock. Oh my god, that thing is so loud, it's so intense. You gotta get up, turn it off. But yeah, that's a good feature. Um, but yeah, thinking about them early cell phones is funny, man. All you used to really do is just use them to call people. Yeah, all you did was use them to call people. Um, So it's just kind of like, I do know that when I raise my children, I kind of want to do like, you know, the Bill Gates and, um, you know, Cook from Apple. I can't remember his first name. Mm -hmm. But they actually limited, like they didn't give their children iPads. Yeah, Yeah, no. Like you act, they make their children use their imagination, like you you know play with things where they have to use their their hands and etc so um i'm not gonna like completely cut them off from technology but i do feel like you know sometimes people are a little bit more creative um and a little bit more connected to people if they you know aren't starting like 
if they aren't addicted to like an iPad or a screen at the mm-hmm. age of like two or three, because it mm-hmm. happens. I know mm-hmm. kids that are very young and like they are addicted to iPads and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's a that's an important thing. Like if the the people who create these things are not allowing their children to use it, then you got to pay attention to that kind of stuff. You know, that should tell you something. It's a big sign right there. Like if their kids are not, you know, if their kids are good enough not to use it, then we got to do follow that same suit. And limited, but yeah, that's something I'm, I'll be doing too. I want my kids to know how to use it, but I don't want it to be their primary form of entertainment, if you will. Yeah. And I, I want them to know how it operates so they can create the next app, the next whatever. Yeah. That, that's what I want my, because like that is where the future is. Mm-hmm. Computer, computer technology, app development, whatever it is, just understanding, I guess coding, I think is probably the key thing. And if they're going to be classes on how to teach your kids how to code, I'll definitely have my kids a part of that. Mm-hmm. Because um, that is definitely the future. Future jobs, everything, skill sets, all that kind of stuff. So good to know. Anything else on the docket? Um, no. Um, I, I figure we could talk about this next time. Um, the upcoming presidential bid announcements that are likely about to start rolling in. Okay. Uh, you know, we don't have to talk about it now because we don't know who exactly is putting, you know, their their hat in the race. But I feel like that's our next big discussion. Oh yeah, yeah. We'll definitely talk about that as those names start rolling in and, and doing deep dives into those people because that's important. It is important um, because we need somebody that's going to beat Trump. Yes, that is that is really the key at this point. (laughs) Cannot do do this guy having a second a second term. No. Get him out of there. And that should be everyone's goal in this country. Really? Really? Yeah. So I guess we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Mm -hmm. Um, Another quick announcement. um, Since it is the new year. Um, what we want to start doing is introducing a blog to the Black and Highly Dangerous website. So what we'll start doing is, you know, for those of you who want to be contributors to the blog, I know we asked for contributors to come and join us and talk on the podcast. But we realize that some of you may feel more comfortable with your writing. And there are certain things that you want to write about and discuss that are important topics to you. And so what we'll start doing is opening this up to anybody who wants to contribute. Hit us up. Let us know what topic you, you want to talk about. Of course, the goal is to at least have it somewhat connected to the black community or people of color in general. Um, but other than that, you know, we'll, we'll have this blog open up to, to you all and, and start putting things up there on the website and, and talking about those topics on the podcast or or at least what the blog topics were and the contributor. Um, that way, just to get you all more engaged and informed on various things. And mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be academic type things. It could be just simple lifestyle things as well that we would like have people to contribute. Whatever you're interested in and whatever you want to talk about, let's 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 put it on on the website and, and, and have this be a resource for everyone with pertaining to those topics. You never know what it could be, how it can be of use to somebody else, you know? Agreed. Mm-hmm. So we'll keep you guys informed with that as we move closer. We'll probably start the blogs in February, Black History Month, when we start our, it'll be also be our one year mark as well. So I think that'd be a good time to start the blog. So all month of January, we'll just continue to solicit and get you all to get engaged and contribute if you like and hit us up and then we'll go from there and we'll start posting in, in, in February. Um, but other than that, continue to follow us on social media at BHD Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Visit our website, blackandhighlydangerous.com, to keep up with our latest content. Um, email us at bhdpodcast at gmail.com if you want to be a guest, if you have topic ideas. And now if you want to be a blog contributor, definitely email us with that or suggestions, whatever it is. 
hit us up. We always get back to everyone who hits us up. Um, other than that, continue to review and rate us on iTunes because that really helps us out. And share us with your friends, share us with your family, share us with your enemies. And as always, continue to be the oppressor's worst fear. If you're interested in continuing this and other conversations, visit our website, blackandhollydangerous.com to subscribe to our email list, suggest topics, and participate in our discussion forums. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at BHD Podcast. And please don't forget to subscribe and rate our podcast on your favorite platform. And as always, continue to be the oppressor's worst fear.